denizens of Internet Wonderland, it's time once again to kick back, relax, and listen to the soothing sounds of the melodious cat streaming through your airways. As we veer once again down the rabbit hole, of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and logical madness. You can listen to this podcast and all of its episodes on Anchor.fm, which is now sponsored by Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line saying hi or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Place Cheshire. So here we are, another weekend to sort the digital airwaves. The weather is getting a little bit colder, and to everyone in Iowa, Please be safe. We know that the entire Northeast is getting bombarded with a lot of snow, and there's been some newsworthy accidents that have occurred. So please be safe, stay warm, and if you can, try not to traverse outside so much. And also, seeing how this is the first weekend out of the new month, and it's been a while since we did this. It is time for another riveting episode of Geeking Around the Table, where where we discuss things all geek, by geeks, for geeks. And I can't do this alone, so once more, I have to introduce the cast of Internet Wonderland. Starting off with my co-host, my hetero life mate, he is the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. Monkey, how's it going? That's me. Yeah. Um, I'm alive, somehow. It's really freezing outside. It's like negative like 18, and then it's like negative 50 wind chill. Beautiful day out. Beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> now, the second individual I have to introduce, he is our resident Pokemon expert. He is a lifelong Pokemon trainer. He is... The man of all knowledge relating to pocket monsters, Pokemat. Pokemat, how's it Pokemat. going? Good, how's everybody doing? Doing fantastic. Our next individual is, well, he doesn't really need too much of the introduction. <laughs> he is our resident musician. He is the master of the guitar. 
How could you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's been like two months. He hasn't seen you guys. He doesn't know anything Exactly. <laughs> and finally, she is the darling of Internet Wonderland. She is the artist. She is the amazing one. Aww. And one of our youngest in the cast, Baby Allie. Hi. Baby Allie, how's it going? It's going good. It's really good to be here. So it's been a while since we've had everyone together, pretty much since season two. And last month we weren't able to do this because everyone was busy. So no worries. But at least now we're able to get everyone back together for another Geeking Around the Table. Who the hell are you guys? I've never seen you in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so first and foremost, we do have to enact the Sammy Sunshine Clause, which means at any given point in time, we will be taking drinks of beverages, we will be clearing our throats, we will be coughing, and no, we will not be editing anything out because this is real life and we're just going to roll with it. And just in case we are going to enact the Alley Simple Clause, which means at any given point in time we probably will be using <coughs> some very unique, uh, distasteful language. So uh -oh. if you are under the age of 18 or if you are a parent with young children, please be advised. We will be probably swearing in some parts, but we'll still try to keep it family friendly. Except Spongle Bob, I don't swear. <laughs> I, I question a lot of thought processes. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Alright, so first and foremost, our topic for tonight is going to be character development and realization. Now, we're going to be discussing different characters relating to anime, comics, movies, TV shows, pretty much anything that we like and we're just going to be doing this where we explain two characters that we like and some of the character development that they went through mm. but before we hop into the topic we do have to do our small little segment of monkey coconut news so monkey take it away coconut news coconut oh okay <laughs> so a couple of things uh, on the the, the, the the stuff for this week um first and um, foremost a uh, couple of pretty serious things. Um, two major allegation things broke this week. Um, first one was uh, Evan Rachel Wood has uh, out made allegations that uh, Marilyn Manson had uh, assaulted her both sexually and physically when they were together and was also quote-unquote grooming her, uh, which for those not familiar with that term, that's usually where um, usually an older man or sometimes woman will basically be getting the younger girl, um, usually in their mid to late teens, but before they're officially an adult, um, to uh, be in some kind of form of being their, their sexual puppet, basically, mm -hmm. is the best way to put it. Um, so those are that's one of the allegations that's kind of broken recently. Uh, another big allegation, and this was one that kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people because it was actually discussed in a... Uh, a, an interview in in Portugal of um, from that involved Lydia Franco, who is a, a very famous uh, Portuguese actress, and she's she's an older actress in her seventies, and apparently uh, she was filming the the man who killed uh, Don Quixote with Adam Driver, and she made allegations that Adam Driver had actually physically assaulted her on, on the set. Dang. Now, a um, couple of things that were taken from that interview, and 
Uh, again, it was from a translation, so it's kind of not completely accurate, and so we don't really know the full, full disclosure of it. Uh, but the thing is, she said, uh, kind of like it was a phantom assault thing, where it, it involved a chair. So my guess from that description that she gave in that was that um, at one point Adam Driver had thrown a chair or something, and might have hit her or oh, was close to hitting her. Dang. So, um, again, that's the information that I've gotten from the interview. Um, you can check out multiple different uh, YouTube channels have been talking about it. Uh, the one specifically that I got this from was the uh, that Star Wars girl. She talked about it. So that would be one I would probably check out if you want to get a little bit more in-depth information on it that from that I got. Should get rid of my Kylo Ren socks now. Oh, and uh, again, um, <laughs> as as I always say, oh, with with any allegation, um, th as serious as it can be, I still believe in due process. Um, no matter whether I like the people or hate the people, um, I believe that they should have their fair day in court. And you know, if there's the evidence there, take it to court. Let the the court decide it because you know that's the only way that you really really punish the people is once the court takes care of it. Um, but that's uh, the serious things. Next note, uh, kind of on a sad note, um, we had the uh, passing of Butch Reed, who was a legendary pro wrestler. Um, had back in the '80s, he was in WCW and WWE, WWF. Um, did a lot of stuff on the independent scene. Uh, he was a longtime tag team partner with uh, Ron Simmons, who many people might know him as Farouk in WWF, WWE. Um, and they were part of one of the probably most dominating black tag teams in the world, which was Doom. Um, and so a lot of people have talked about, you know, the passing and how it's hit them a lot. Because he was a, a big inspiration to a lot of black wrestlers growing up. And, you know, as much as any other black wrestler was, like Junkyard Dog. But Butchery was probably one of the most uh, influential out of them. Um... Uh, another quick side note here, uh, I was watching some other news things before I got here, and one of the things I saw was that uh, Sony is apparently um, broken into contract with um, manga distributor Kodawa, um, and they are planning to try to work some things out to get some licenses and whatnot, and that is the uh, line on, on the, the news there for me. As, as much information as I can say in, in English as well as I can say it. Yeah, that actually works out perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so seeing how once more this is the first time that we got everyone together, before we hop into our topic, it is time for everyone to give their movie challenge <laughs> review. Mm -hmm. oh, now, mm -hmm. for those who are longtime listeners, and for those who are barely, you know, listening for the first time, last season we introduced a movie challenge to Spoinkle Bob and Baby Alley. Yes, you did. How they're collectively Team Pocket Rocket or Pocket <laughs> Full of Joy. Yeah. Pocket Rocket. Pocket Rocket. And Rockets we, in our pocket. We put them okay. through <laughs> the most hellacious movies we could possibly find. Yeah. Actually, Good yeah, friends. We didn't. Okay, I did. <laughs> I did. That's right. Wow. Monkey, I, you got to take responsibility for a couple yeah, of those. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not take any responsibility. <laughs> Last time I did that, I ended up in jail, so no. no. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> this time we're going to take it a little bit easy, and also um, uh, Pokemat's going to be involved in the movie challenge. Just found out about I was involved today, so keep going. You agreed to it last time you were here. Anyways, it's, it's let's, like let's, with let's us go with the show. Pokemon, you, you agreed to it. <laughs> so the first movie that everyone is going to be reviewing is the 1971 black exploitation classic Shaft, Shaft, which stars Richard Roundtree. So this is the very first movie out of the Shaft series. Yes. Which there was Shaft, Shaft in Africa, and many other movies starring Richard Roundtree yeah. as the t titular character. So the floor is yours to review Shaft. So All right. Who would like to go first? Um, we can just yeah, we'll bounce go. back and forth. Yeah. Um, so we watched it today. We did watch it today. I. I'd, first thing I want to bring up is, um, hey, we like to keep it fresh in yeah. our brains. You can't trust us to know it, what happened yeah. a week ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the music, it's right off sick. the bat, amazing. Yeah. That soundtrack was so involved. We had a whole discussion about how, like, the pacing was so weird, <laughs> and that must be why this, the, like soundtrack the original soundtrack is so involved it's just like, to well, keep I, you it kept us so engaged yeah i think that's why they had like scenes of them like walking it's like this older movie so like they're gonna be walking and then just a drawn out scene and then they gotta put some sick shift <laughs> it's like some sick tunes in there it's some which nice old many fun. people know that the shaft theme song was sir isaac hayes yeah <laughs> So I just want to add this. When I first read a Shaft, I always thought in the movie it was Isaac Hayes that played him, not Richard, Richard Roundtree. Did not know that, so I was expecting Isaac Hayes to be him. But so far, it's, it's good. Yeah. And so the thing is about the original Shaft movie, um, Isaac Hayes was never involved in it outside of the soundtrack, but he was supposed to actually do an appearance in the remake with Samuel Jackson. Nice. Yeah. I, so you said you watched it as a kid. Yeah. And when I, he was eight. Yeah. I remember being... It was funny, because like, it wasn't until like midway through, I was like, I could have swore there was like way more like ridiculous fight, like, scenes. fight scenes and stuff. So you probably watched the sequel? I think I watched the sequel or him going to Africa. That one sounds pretty <laughs> ridiculous. And that was the one where I probably as, as much as I hate to say it, there's a lot of black exploitation films, and they're all kind pretty of much, pretty the, much same the same thing. Same yeah. formula. Yeah. You probably saw, like, a couple different ones. And I just thought it was shocked, like, yeah. The same movie. Like, I want to bring, before I forget, there was, like, a tasteful lovemaking scene that I was like, oh, this is, like, interesting filters. They really focused yeah. on the girl's hands. Like, you didn't see anything, but it was like, what's going on there? And then what's crazy to me is, like, it was getting... We were, like, halfway through the movie, and I was like, I know there's going to be, like, some crazy climax to all this or something. And literally, they had, there was, like, ten minutes left of the movie, and I was like, they have stuff to do still. Like, they need to get going. And then there was four <laughs> minutes left. I was getting stuff, so stressed out. I was like, they need to off. get on it. And then they did. And that was how the movie... They, what I love is, like, literally at the end, is just him at a payphone being like... That one line. Yeah. <laughs> you closed the case. So yeah. she just at the end, do I have to still watch it? Yes. Yeah. Dang it. You still need to catch up, sunshine. <laughs> you got to make, so. make your own feelings about it. So. I like it so far. 
So the thing is, so Pokemat was actually came here early to um, to my small little corner of Internet Wonderland, and he was watching Chaffin. He only made it to the halfway point. But Matt, you did say that you're that you do like the movie. That was halfway. Yeah, that was actually the halfway. Jeez. It, it's for for what the movie is. It is pretty long, but it is a good movie. So far, so good. For sure, so like it's a lot I can yeah. I can recognize like what it did. Um, I feel like some of the elements definitely were finding their footing. I thought, like, yeah, it was like a lot of dialogue, a lot of commentary on race for sure. Yeah, like, that you can tell the initial. Everyone was trying to pin it on him for the initial thing, and he's like, I ain't doing anything, and I'm not. He yeah, he's a, very <laughs> cool about it all. Yeah. But that was just like the reality of it. Literally, I was just telling. Yeah, we were just talking about it. like twelve years, literally before. Like twelve years. Yeah, it was the civil rights. Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. like wow. Yeah, it was you know? the late seventies when that came out, and yeah. it was nineteen sixty-five. So it's pretty yeah. cool for his like character to be who he was, and to be that like detective's position, or yeah, and then not take crap from anyone, and he's <coughs> in the bars getting <laughs> getting them ladies, and yeah, he's got multiple lovers. He's shaft. <laughs> You're just going to end up right. saying that. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, he already has been. Yeah, I've been okay. saying it all day, pretty much. Chop! <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Just don't. No, nah, I know you want to say that. That's what I want to say. Just, oh, just, say, just, just don't. Just don't Bob. say Shaft. Well, you can't. I don't know if he can help it anymore. <laughs> but, I just love it. <laughs> anyways, so y'all are, so what is y'all's rating for the movie? All together, like collectively, like what is your rating for? The I forget. Do we do one out of ten, or do we do out of five, um, or what do we? It's up to y'all, honestly. Or is it A through Z? I, I just need some guidance here. Before, <laughs> okay, so before with the original movie challenge, we did one through five. That seems. Yeah. <laughs> or was it one yeah. through ten? It was a it was a one through five series. Okay. One being the worst, five being the best. Was it ten? Who knows? We'll just do for this one. We'll do one through five for okay. this line of movies. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a three. Three. Yeah. Not too bad at all. Matt, what do you think? I'd say about two and a half. Two and a half so until far. you finish it. Yeah. I'd say three and a half. Three. Three and a half? Mm -hmm. okay. So roughly. I can't wait to see. It's definitely the the best movie you've recommended to yeah. us. So oh, that's guys. huge. <laughs> so Matt and I recommend that you guys watch the greatest movie on Netflix ever that you never died and now like, oh yes Henry Rollins it was good it was really so interesting stuff. no he never died he didn't die you should actually watch that movie he's too. been through so much yeah maybe um, Pokemon <laughs> should have to backtrack and watch all of the other movies no, too no, no, no rule against that okay. <laughs> so here we go seeing how I chose Shaft Monkey you get to choose the next movie for the three to watch. Oh. And I know that you have a toss-up between two movies that you yeah. want to introduce. Now, here's the thing. Both of these movies are based in old-school martial arts. Okay. But well, that's not. <laughs> oh, what's the I have an idea for one, but go ahead. Oh, no, you don't get to choose. Aww. We don't you have ideas here. <clears throat> you don't allowed to have ideas. That is a See, that's what makes this fun, because we get to put y'all to watch movies that are outside of what you That's remember. true, yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of familiarity of with martial arts movies, yeah. besides, like, remember, Kung Pao. Well, we are not torturing you guys just to torture you guys. Well, we are, but we're not. Yeah. You know, we'll, <laughs> it's out we of friendship. We have gone through this <laughs> ourselves. We have seen these movies before. Multiple so we're not just saying, like, 
I heard this is a little piece of movie. Here, you guys should watch it. Tell us what you think. <laughs> right. We've actually seen these movies before. Multiple times over, mind you. Like, like Shaft. Not, yeah, Shaft. I grew up on Shaft. Yeah. I yeah. grew up on Black Caesar, Superfly. Um, yeah, that one Sugar popped up. Hill, I was like, that looks interesting. Um, what's the one with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor I talked to you about earlier? What's the uh, one? Blazing so, Saddles. No, no, no. no. So he's thinking, see no evil, hear no oh, evil. Yeah, <laughs> which, in a way, it could be considered a black exploitation movie of sorts, due to the fact that it's a. Because actually, it's, there's like ten or eleven different yeah, movies that Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor work together. Actually, yeah, like there's scared, a lot of movies. Scared Street would be more of a black exploitation yeah. movie due to the period that it was done in, and the fact that it was more of a prison setting <laughs> for that. But, monkey. Yes. Now explain to them the two choices, and then I'm let us know. I'm gonna see. Right. Well, because because you guys mentioned it earlier. Mm. You guys mentioned the uh, Dragon Ball Evolution movie. Yep. I now, didn't. Mention guess that. what? There was actually another live-action Dragon Ball movie that came out before that. Nope. Excellent. Nope. And <laughs> this was a really grand. When did it come uh, out? It came out what, like mid? Actually, no, it came out oh. early nineties. Okay, early nineties, like when Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z first started becoming very big. Wow. Holy smokes! So this movie came out. Okay. And it is kind of based more on the original Dragon Ball story. So, but it, it is all live action, so it's very interesting. Um, that's one of them. Uh, the other one... Wait, wait, tell them the title of that. Oh, no. The, the name of the movie is uh, Dragon Ball The Magic Begins. Okay. That's what it's called. Okay, we can okay. watch The Magic Begins. <laughs> I, I will give you guys a quick heads up. One of the things I noticed about this movie after I got done watching it, there was no end credits on it. Excellent. That's, they, they didn't even want to be associated exactly. with it. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, but... Oh, oh my Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, actually, and they call them the, uh, the Dragon Pearls in the movie, so... Oh. Uh, wow. It's, 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 it's kind of a weird dub, basically. It's M. Night Shyamalan's oh, Avatar God. before M. M. Night Shyamalan's Avatar. What's the other choice? What's that other choice? So, the other choice is another interesting martial arts movie. Um, and some people might be offended by it. And I'll, I'll just give you the title because the title of the movie is Crippled Masters. <laughs> now, okay, the so interesting concept explain. about this movie. Um, the two main guys in the movie are actually both martial artists uh -huh. in real life, and they actually both have actual physical deformities. One of them actually has no arms, oh. except for he has kind of like a little nub thing on where one of his arms is at. Um, the other one um, has, I, I want to say it, it was probably a path, an after effect of polio or something, oh. so his legs don't work. Okay. And basically it's both of these two end up uh, working together to fight a kind of corrupt like lawman in the area, basically. Mm, they're kicking so, ass, okay. taking names. It, it is pretty interesting because it's they are both actual martial arts in real life. That is pretty cool yeah, representation. That title though, but so, but the actual story <laughs> sounds pretty good. See that go down. So they actually did make a Crippled Masters sequel as well because it was actually a big hit. Yeah. And then the sequel to Five Deadly Venoms was Five Deadly Venom Venoms Crippled Avengers, yeah. where each of the heroes had some type of physical like disability, disability ailment, whatever. So, your two choices are 
y'all get choices on this one. Wow. Dragon okay. Ball, The Magic Begins, or Crippled Master. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll watch how do you feel? One. How do you feel Crippled uh, Master? I'll just do this. Well, we take a break later. You guys can discuss it between you uh, three and come up with the... Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, I like okay. that. Yeah, let's, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll sit, sit on it. And you don't... It's no. not a right away thing. Okay. And, and maybe we'll even pull up, like, kind of, like, a little quick preview of both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, so you can see what it looks like, oh and then be like, oh. Yeah. That will help. That will help your decision a little bit more. And we'll even do that for the movie after that as well. Oh, I like that. Because due to the fact that we are running late with the movie challenge, and we're, what's it, March, April, I haven't really decided on what we're going to do in May, but we are going to be recording in May as well. Mm. So that's still quite a few movies. So. Yeah. You can get there like two or three in there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. So. <laughs> so well, at least we get a sneak peek. Yeah, you'll get the, you'll get, you'll get the sneak peek. <laughs> and choices. You'll get, the, yeah. you'll get to watch. And then the movie after that is going to be one of my choice. Okay. And I'm not going to torture y'all or anything because we did that with season two. You're all kind of doing this one. This one's going to be kind of torture, but... Oh yeah, just a little bit, you well, know, a little bit of. Well, depending on which one you choose, it pleasure and pain. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. So we're going to take a small break, and whenever we come back, we're going to hop into our topic, which is character self-development and self-realization. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
officially back. Now, during the break, uh, Team Pocket Rocket and Pokemon actually got to discuss which movie they would like to watch between The Crippled Masters or Dragon Ball The Magic Begins. So, what is your official vote? Dragon Ball The Magic Begins. Master Kiyoshi got us in that turtle show. We got to watch it. A trailer. Master Kiyoshi. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I think you oh. got Avatar it's, and Dragon Ball oh my slightly God. mixed up. It's Just a, leave me alone. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know anything about Dragon Ball or Avatar. We're not so. choosing Avatar. I was watching about the the last airbender does not exist. Okay, the guy with the, <laughs> the turtle shell. The guy with the sweet turtle shell. Turtle looked, shell got me, yeah. The turtle shell got us. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't the awesome animation? No. It was sick. That was that 20 times in two minutes. That helped. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely in. All right, so your movie of choice is going to be Dragon Ball: The Magic Begins. I'm so happy. So, <laughs> so Monkey has the DVD if you want to watch the DVD, but also, as you know, it is on YouTube nice. for your viewing. Yeah. So, <laughs> we would like to wish you the best of luck in watching this movie. We've Thank seen it you. multiple times before. It's actually a pretty fun movie to watch. It does look very fun. Sweet. Yeah. It does have a lot of nuances of the actual Dragon Ball anime and manga with some... Liberties? Yes. Yeah, I was about to say some differences, but yeah, liberties. We'll like, like, like the liberties. FBI knows from looking at the, the trailer, uh, the kind of two main henchmen they have there are supposed to represent two other characters from the Dragon Ball series, but they look nothing like those two characters, which was uh, Shao and Mai, or the two characters they're supposed to kind of represent, but... Instead, you got weird Terminator-looking dude and uh, Barbarella looking look like there. That was some crazy hair. That was. I am that's actually very kinda, '80s for a '91 movie. So I am kind of jealous of that hair, honestly. It was based in Thailand, probably. A couple uh, spurts of uh, you know, what else is soon, you know? Was it? Was it based? Aquafina? No, no, no. Uh, Aqua, Aquanet. 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 Is it based in Thailand, or was so like, the movie it? is was actually filmed in Thailand. Oh. So after we researched it, yeah. So it was actually filmed in. Oh, okay. So, you know that hair actually reminds me of um, earlier Axel Braun movies, honestly. Yes. And before we actually hit our topic for today, we would actually like to say thank you, Axel Braun. Thank you, Axel Braun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank. 
<laughs> I don't know. Baby Alley is like, who is actually? I don't know either. The name yeah, sounds very familiar. So remember a while back, whenever we were discussing superhero movies, and we brought up Batman, <sighs> yeah. X, yeah. Axel Braun is That's the why producer have been... slash director of those. So every time we have to give a moment of thanks to our Lord and Savior, Axel Braun. <laughs> Because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't seeping have into my subconscious. <laughs> when when you just honestly say that the movies that he makes have better costume designs in it, that are more true to the comics and source material than the other live action remakes seem to have. That's pretty respectable. Nice. Yeah. It really yeah. Is. And once more, Axel Braun, if somehow you do come across this uh, small little podcast soaring around the digital airwaves. We still want cameo appearances. We don't want to do any acting. We just want to walk through on one scene, not an actual uh, uh, scene, <laughs> but like in the town somewhere. We'll take a cameo. Yeah. Bring all of us in Internet Wonderland to one of your movies. We would love it. All we have to do is just go in front of the camera, you know, just say, oh, hey, how's it going? And then be on our merry way. We don't want to be in part of the action or anything like that. We just want to have a small cameo. Well, maybe Pokemon might want to be in the action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Space. So, mind you, uh, Mr. Like, Mr. Braun, uh, Pokemat is young, he's sen- single, and he's ready to mingle, so if you ever need a new actor for one of your movies, um, just... Uh, he's going to be put in the pegging scene. Oh, my. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I volunteer for any movies, so no thank you. But anyways, it is time to discuss our topic, which is character development. Yes. And character self-realization. Now, we're going to be discussing a couple of our favorite characters apiece, talking about how they progress within their individual storylines. Mind you, it can be from any genre of movie, book, comics, manga, anime, what have you. Excuse yeah. Was that that? Score. <clears throat> yeah, it's the mountain. Voltage or the watermelon? Watermelon mountain. Uh, it's actually the voltage. So we're actually going to start. We're going to start with Baby Alley. Yes. Then I'm... We're going to move to Spoinkle, then we're going to move to Pokemath, then we're going to move to Monkey, and then I'll finish it off. I think that sounds good. So, Baby Alley, the floor is yours. Thank you. I, um, okay, I settled on two and I think they're a good contrast with each other um so first I'm going to talk about Louis from Interview with the Vampire um I would say his self-realization I mean his his character progression is positive in some ways but also just kind of sad and depressing he starts off sad and depressed meets Lestat wants to become a vampire um he like willingly is like I want whatever this guy is going on he gets turned and is like, wait, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And realizes, like, you know, the killing people and all that's not as glamorous as it looked. So. He, like, feeds on. He feeds on rats, yeah, that's for as long as he can. Um, and then, obviously, Claudia comes into the picture, their little vampire daughter, but she never ages, so she ends up getting very smart and intelligent and wise but she's trapped in a body they go on a journey to try to find others like their kind um and i guess throughout that journey he's just like coming more to terms with what he is now 
Yeah, I'm on my vampire BS for sure. Recently. Yeah. We've been watching a lot of True Blood oh, too. But okay, True let Blood. me come back to interview with the vampire. That's a whole nother Louis, so spoiler alert, uh, Claudia What? Di- oh dies. What? She dies. I said it too early. This book's been out since the like seventies. It's been out since Shaft has been out. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Put the shaft away. So so after that happens, that really changes his character forever um he starts he doesn't feel remorse for killing anymore like for a while being a vampire was very beautiful and poetic and then by the end of the book as he's like talking to the reporter and interviewing him he's just pretty jaded and empty and hollowed out because his like partner not partner but like child slash i don't know companion in the afterlife she's gone so nothing like means anything so that's like really sad character development yeah, you know it's interesting i feel like all vampires would be sad after a while not lestat <laughs> he's he's rocking and rolling with that's, disturbed if you take a look at the vampire mamon yes. he isn't jaded whatsoever either yeah he's not no he's definitely not and and louis felt that and he was like i can come to peace with it but then they killed claudia so pretty much Kristen, no Kirsten, Kirsten, don't snow. Yeah, she was so good in that movie. I like the movie a lot, too. But, okay, let me refocus here. Sad vampire hours for Louis. Um, he came to terms with what he was, but it's not... Yeah. Um, so the contrast to that that I picked, I guess, is totally different medium and genre, <laughs> but it's the Shomaru from Inuyasha. Okay, yeah, I can go with He really goes on a journey, too, obviously, when we first meet him. He doesn't respect humans at all, totally hates them, thinks they're trash. Beneath even, like, half-demons like Inuyasha, they're still not even on the same level as him in his mind. So you see him, like, super standoffish and, like, trying to kill Inuyasha and shit all the time. (laughs) Pardon my language. Um, No, no, we have the Ellie Oh, yeah, we got the claws. Okay, I'm good to go. As long as Splunkle Bob doesn't swear. As much. I never swear. (laughs) Please, I think the only one that actually doesn't swear is Pokemon. Oh, he's so pure. Bullshit. (laughs) 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 Even his face turned really red when he said that. He's like, that too, but... Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. So, um, okay, where was I? Oh yeah, he hates humans. Um, he saves Rin, and that's when stuff gets real interesting. She's a little human girl, and he like tries to keep her alive. He resurrects her just to test to see if his sword works, and it does. Nice. And he's like, "All right, cool." And then she's just, like, following him around, and he's like, yeah, I guess. And then over time... <laughs> she brought her back to life just to kill her to see if the sword works, and that's No, no, it. no, no she dead. got killed by wolves, and he, he got this sword that resurrects humans, and he was like, this sword oh, sucks. I what would I ever need this for? I thought you meant he brought her back, boom. Oh, sword works. But. <laughs> yeah, he was... So he, oh, he, oh, so still around. Okay, I got it. Yeah. That would have been the twist right there. That, that would have been ruthless. I mean, he's... Like an my Solomon thing there. Thank goodness. Don't don't bring him up because I'll go off on something. Just keep going. Yeah, but continue. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, He brings her back. She starts following him around. And slowly, over time, he, like, cares about her well-being. He doesn't want her to die. He feels like an attachment. Um, Not in anything, like, not anything weird. But just, like, 
cares that this little human gets to live or die. He it it matters to him, and he starts to care about Kagome too. I think who is with Inuyasha like. So by the end of the series, he's, like, risking his life to keep that girl alive, and he values humans. And in the new spinoff, um, oh. Yashahime, he has kids and with a human woman. So that's character development. He went from hating them, looking down on them, killing them and shit, to, like, being with one and seeing their, like, strength. So I like that. Actually yeah. Cool. So yeah. happy ending for Sashomaru. <laughs> I always wondered who that because I used to watch Yasha. Well, when I stayed up, I always flipped through because I never really got into that. But I always did notice some guy following the, that one girl around. So that's good to know who that one actually is. Shishomaru is actually a very and Jockin, yeah. Like honestly, oh. Shishomaru is one of the definitions of edge lord. If you really, yeah, he was like. <laughs> Like when I was young, I was like, "Wow, he's so cool!" And like now, I'm like, "Okay, but he's still he's still a really cool character." All right, Spoinkle, what you got for ah, us? Ah, yes, I've got a couple, two. So the first one I'll say is uh, this one's from Star Trek, Captain Janeway from Voyager. Okay, okay. She's the, the only female captain in the, any of the shows or whatever That's that, that was like broadcasted or whatever. Actually, if you take a look at CBS All Access, oh, I don't Trek count. Journey, that, that doesn't count. I don't count. <laughs> so we're just going to no I hate the CBS. Count. How many people watch that? Yeah, I two, watched the first episode and I said never watch again. That. That's it, so it doesn't count. Uh, that, yeah, that. But yeah, continue. Oh, uh, that pissed me off. I hate CBS Star Trek. That stuff sucks. Anyways, uh, Janeway's cool because. Yeah, she has to do some gnarly stuff out there and like break the prime directive and she's got she's just being a baller the whole time like <laughs> destroying all these people's lives just to get home and well, well, well just for those who probably <laughs> haven't ever seen Voyager you gotta tell them why she decides to start doing these things oh okay so they're stuck like in a different part of the universe that they haven't that no one's like charted they've never been there at all it turns out it's like a Borg the Borg, like the bad guys are there. They're yeah. bad guys. They're there, that's like where they chill. And we've never been to the Delta Quadrant. And they go through a wormhole, they're stuck in there. Boom, she's like, damn, how long is it gonna take to get home? Then they're like, well, it's like 80 years or something, max warp speed. And she's like, I don't have that time. We're gonna do some crazy stuff to get out of here. So they like, yeah, they like screw over some people that are bad. <laughs> like the Northern Star Treks, they wouldn't do. But it's just funny because her progression, seven seasons of it, it's just like she gets more and more cooler and like Ruth, not ruthless, not ruthless, but... just like just pure like yeah, I'm doing this to get things done. Yeah, she's cool. I like Janeway a lot. She's my favorite captain in Star Trek. I love Star Trek. Okay, so <clears throat> who would be your second character that you're going to be analyzing? Yeah, let's see here. It's probably uh, <laughs> Thrall from World of Warcraft. Okay. <laughs> his is like a downward one because the way Blizzard wrote him has kind of sucked the last few years because he started off real strong he's awesome he was like a slave for the humans he broke out blah 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 he became the war chief for the horde he was did a lot of cool shit and did then he self did he have a moment of self-realization yeah he had a moment of self-realization he's like I'm gonna go back to being a, a shaman and he like just abandoned the horde and that was weird but Blizzard wrote them that way because they want all these other people to be the leader. And that's why we're here now where we are. Where if anyone doesn't know, the story's pretty weird. Uh, 
Lady Sylvanas is like the bad person now, and that's it's been a whole mess for the last like Thrall, five years. <laughs> Thrall had like a love story, right? Yeah, with Jaina, like this that's human some, girl. That's and, some progression too. Yeah, and then she gets. I think I, I haven't read it anything recent. I think she gets killed by the Sylvana. It sucks now because Thrall's not in leadership, so it's just weird. That whole regression, regression of his story. Like if they would have just kept him at War Chief, I think things would have been pretty sweet. Okay, okay. So those are my two. All right, Pokemat. I know that you researched your two. I know you're anxious to do them. The floor is yours, <laughs> bud. Do it. Do it. Okay. Do it. Oh. All right. So with the anime I do watch, it's not much, but I kind of narrowed it down to two. The first one is I'm still watching again now for the probably tenth time is. Aang from the cartoon Avatar The Last Airbender yeah. and how he progressed through the three books or three seasons if you want to call it. So when in the book one, first scenes open up to Katara and Sokka find him frozen in an iceberg they get him out, he's still thinking it's the same day when he left, which is like what, a few days later. Turns out it was just a little longer than that add a hundred years on it and it's basically the first book just him realizing that he's the last of his culture and kind left and he still acts like that little kid mm -hmm. which he is he's 12 then because back when he was at the air southern air temple he was just this happy-go-lucky kid very outgoing but once he found out he was the avatar due to reasons because they're only you're supposed to be told when you're 16 but stuff was going to go down they told him when he was a little kid and after that everything changed his friends didn't want to play with him anymore and he ran away because they want to take him away from monk yasa the person who was like a father he's basically his father figure to him and all that stuff so that's why he left then he woke up realizing that uh last kind like i said earlier and then just trying to pick up where he left us as a kid but as book two, he starts to get, he starts to realize, I'm the Avatar, I need to... Be responsible, take responsible. responsibility. Protect the world and all that. Bigger responsibilities than any other 12-year-old. But um, basically just realize his role, accept it, and then definitely in the towards the end, well, towards the middle of it, I think, he, he realizes I need to do this, takes it seriously, and then really in the third book he's like yep it's not like he's a little kid anymore he's like an adult but he's basically like how he should be but I figured when I first watched it I used to watch it as a kid mm -hmm. I actually didn't watch past season one mm -hmm. so I'm like oh this is new <laughs> but the whole like, the time yeah, I watched it from the beginning where they find him to where he towards the end yeah see I didn't even like, like season one a lot I didn't really like season parts of season two, but season one I always skip a few parts. But <laughs> right. I always gotta watch the cool stuff. But from the first episode of the last one, I feel like, or actually, especially when he fights the Fire Lord, his morals come through. Morals, and I'm like, he's I'm, twelve. When I always think like uh, when he's in that fight, yeah, all the air nomads and all they're watching him is like, I wonder how they feel about him, how he or did. what he's become. So that kind of hits a little to me but I always though I saw these rumors that uh 
Momo, the lemur, yeah. is actually Monkey out, so in the reincarnation, following him around, that's what I've seen. Mm. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, but actually, I'll get on track him, but I feel like he had a good character progression. They all did, yeah. Right, it's especially so him, how what he had to, yeah, especially, oh, I forgot about him. Zuko's character the one progression. That, might be, the, that might be the off. second one, but uh, no, just <laughs> the character right. progression from the first book, first episode to the last one, I felt was pretty good. Pretty huge, yeah. Yeah. All right, so who is your second character? I already know. You already told me earlier, but... I don't know. I kind of like what a... You want to go <laughs> you with talk about Zuko. No. I mean, it would make much more sense, but... I mean, you could... My original was Ash Ketchum, but I didn't think you, it was... I didn't you want to go You can talk Zuko. about Ash I know. Ketchum? I know. I'll wait till you, you get you, the ones I've talked about. I don't you probably won't know. At, at this point, you might as well go ahead with Zuko, yeah. because that was like... Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, moment for you. <laughs> I already knew I didn't have to do any research, but uh, no. First, second one's Ash. First, see him. First episode, he wakes up late. He's like, "Oh, it's this kid, whatever." But each each region he goes to, or each episode in each series that he's in, he just grows. Some just some little kid, obviously, but right. you see him in the different battles he has, like. Like Gary, when he first battles Gary again in the what I think is a Jodo Jodo League is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, Jodo League. He's a completely different trainer now. He actually ends up beating him. Charizard beating his Blastoise. Then um I think the best one example of him, Ash, I could think of was I actually just finished it. I just found out the entire Kahlo series is on Hulu, so I watched that, finished it up a few days ago, to where he progressed when he found his Froki, and then he progressed through Greninja. Then apparently, he reached this new level of uh, bonding, I guess. Other than Mega Evolution, is uh, and some bonding thing I can't remember, to where his Greninja actually gets to the form to start to looking like Ash. Whoa! And it's something they didn't really, they never really fit uh, <coughs> knew about before, but. There's, so, there's actually a name for it. I just can't remember. Didn't it. he win one finally, right? Ash won. Uh, well, in he, the one that he shouldn't have. But so Ash won in the Lowen yeah. um, season. But funny thing is, seeing how you mentioned the Ash Greninja bond, they actually alluded to it as a form of aura, the same yeah. thing that um, Lucario has, because in the mythos relating to Ash, he's actually one of the children of aura. He actually has aura that he can use but uh, it's more yeah. subconsciously yeah than than actual that's, training that's pretty intense and then they, they yeah did i'm like what the ninja stuff they did a ninja village episode to where actually showed ash's greninja form as the protector of that village i'm like oh i didn't i didn't even know mm -hmm. that before but uh we'll tie them but i think that was a series that kind of best represented him so I guess both of yours were kind it. of like coming of age yeah, like they start off immature and yeah. then they're like doing some serious stuff yeah even though Ash, Ash is still yeah. a technical 10 year old but in real <clears> even though he's, he's, he's but yeah I wish they would have gotten that right? actually by now he should be that'd in be his cool 40s. to see yeah. them in the adult like yeah. Poke World no, no. Yeah. didn't you know because a lot of the trainers are adults right the fan theory that he's in a coma no that he made a wish Oh, on Oho, that's right. He's 30. So, so the, the Oho, because he, cause he made the wish. Uh, oh, like in the first episode. Oh, oh. You're a ho-ho. Oh, oh. You're a ho-ho. 
But anyway, that bird in the cool, first episode. Cool, hey, hey, hey. Cool <laughs> he smokes. But anyway, I don't watch Digimon. Leave me alone, okay? E- enough, you two. Enough. Digital monsters. Digital monsters. Digital monsters. Anyway, that's your Beyblade. All right. Anything else, Pokemon? Good. Oh, you guys are gonna start that now too? Okay, next question. <laughs> All right, so monkey. All right. It is your turn. What do you have for us? I have a piece of paper. Uh oh. Nice. That's On this piece of paper character? is the name of the recipient and <laughs> oh, wait, That's wrong. Wrong one. But anyways, oh, okay. we're we're not doing the S the SBC Packers SBC thing. Packers. Not doing that. But anyways, <laughs> let, let's go. <laughs> it's not a time. What what two what two do you got? Well, first one I'm gonna start off with is. This is the one I was actually kind of thinking before I got here, and then I, when you said two, I, I my, my mind started processing, and it went somewhere. But, okay. So the first one I have is a very interesting character uh, from the short anime series Golden Boy. Oh, and the character's okay. name is Kentaro Oi. So, uh, for those who've never seen Golden Boy, it is an etchy series. Um, oh, Echi. Yes, the, the lead character is Kentaro Oi, who, nice. uh, when they introduce him, um, he looks like you're kind of run-of-the-mill slacker, basically. He, he rides around on his bicycle and seems to be just running around at random and just trying to find a job, because he's, you know, looking for a job. And his, in the first episode, he ends up doing some stuff. Uh, ends up working at like a computer company thing and um, due to some of his own crazy quirks and his uh, perverted mindset <laughs> and some of his weird things he's doing he ends up getting fired from this job oh no uh, and of course <laughs> he leaves it at the end of the episode but before he leaves uh, he kind of gives a little uh, kind of like a thumb drive um, with some with something that he made to back to the company and uh, essentially he was able to pick up like all the stuff he learned in that because he actually had never done anything with computers at all up to that point and so everything he was doing there he was learning basically on the job and was able to write a whole program that they were actually working on for the last couple years and which he accidentally deleted when he screwed up stuff but then he made this whole new program which was actually more functional and better interface and everything than they had made in the short amount of time that he was there he was able to figure out how to make it so uh they finally give kind of a little introduction of the character at the end of the episode which is where they said that he is what they call a freer which basically means he goes from part-time to part-time job and just kind of doing whatever um, but one of the other things that they mentioned is that he actually was go- it was actually attending Tokyo University mm-hmm. he was a college student at Tokyo University which is about the equivalent to Harvard in the United States yeah. and apparently he had actually dropped out of college but it was only after um, they had realized that when he dropped out he already had the credits to graduate Dang, so he's like a genius so he's a wow. super genius but he's such a goofy weird guy and he's got all his little weird quirks um, and each episode is kind of self-contained up until about the sixth episode, mm-hmm. which is the sixth episode. Um, he he kind of ends up working at uh, a manga company, and he's working basically as like 
the tidy up guy, clean up janitor guy for all the manga artists and whatnot that are there. Um, and as things kind of go on, actually it was, a, it was actually an animation studio he was working at. So he, as things go on, um, he ends up contacting the characters he's, he met in the first five episodes. Um, and each at the end of each episode, basically what you learn is no matter what he does and he somehow Fs up, ends up getting fired or leaving, they actually realize after he leaves that he actually had done something helpful for them. Oh, that's cool. Or, or has done something good for them. Um, even like uh, one of the last episodes uh, he was working at, or the third episode, I want to say, I want to say third episode, where he was working as a swimming instructor, which, again, keep in mind, everything he jumps into, he has no experience, no experience in before he goes wow. into it. But then by the time he leaves, he like... He's like some kind of expert you now. He's like helping him. Wow. Yeah, so uh, he gets fired from the uh, swimming, uh, swimming school, uh, but then when a parent visits to talk to the head instructor um, that owns the school, uh, they, uh, they kind of are talking about all the things that he kind of introduced to, to the kids to basically help the kids learn how to swim and everything like that, um, even though he could swim. There's great to you. Everyone watch it. Look up Golden Boy Swimming Scene. <laughs> best thing. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. It's the best scene you ever watch. For it's a good whole like minute of just awesomeness. Um, but anyway, so in this last episode, he he ends up basically contacting all all these previous people who you know he he worked with before, and you know kind of initially kind of being a little you know jovial about it and doesn't want to sound bad or anything and trying to apologize and of course they all love him. Aww. So they all come through to help him out in, in the last episode. And of course, at the very end of the last episode, they're, they're watching the finished product of what they all made. And of course, he he was looking around and everyone was kind of stone-faced looking, so he thought he screwed up again. So he left again. To which when they find out that, you know, that he did a great job and everyone realizes he left, all the characters that had tracked him that he'd met go after him to go try to catch him oh so sounds wholesome yeah, it's very wholesome, very wholesome. <laughs> i mean it has a lot of good comedy and everything but you know uh, the message is very I, I, will, I will say this much um as someone who um watches a lot of anime i do prefer to watch my anime in japanese with subtitles but this is like one yeah. of the few very very few series i've ever actually watched that i actually enjoy watching in english though wow so that just tells you how crazy the series is and how funny it is cool and actually a lot of people will say that probably even the dub was funnier than the than the Japanese version but I think it was the, the way that the voice actor portrayed Kentaro Oi it was just great <laughs> alright so what else you got oh, okay, what's your so second choice the second one second one is the one that wasn't the first one <laughs> no kidding but anyways <laughs> well I will have to do... Yes. So you really What's don't have a second one? I didn't have a second one, because I didn't really get that far in the process. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I, I could do the, the very stereotypical, uh, and then this guy showed up. No, no, that's perfectly fine. Right. Onizuka. So... Actually, I was going to Oh, actually, here you yeah, are, Mr. Cheshire. There we go. There you go. Go for there it. There you go. So, so the great teacher, Onizuki... Yeah. Onizuka. Great teacher Onizuka. Um, 
from what? Interesting. That's so it's the anime. It's oh, it's pretty oh. sweet. Yeah, he's pretty sweet. So he's, a, um, he's the main character yeah. of the series who wants to become a teacher. For his initial reasoning is is perverted. Of his, <laughs> yes. Oh, his perverted no. mindset of yeah. him hearing all the stories of, you know, all these teachers keep hooking up with all these high school girls all the time. <laughs> And of course, even in his um, his student teaching point, where he's still a student teacher, uh, one of the guys makes the comment that best thing I like about being a high school teacher is I keep getting older, but all the girls still stay the same age. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> and as Matt was getting ready to say something, he puts the mic back down. <laughs> he's like, I jokes on him. He goes to teach at an all boys school. Well, actually, here's a good thing. Here's an interesting thing. Now. Here's, there's some kind of major progression up to this point even beforehand, which is um, Onizuka, uh, before he's, he went to college, he actually was the leader of a gang, a motorcycle gang. What? Yeah, he was... This guy? <laughs> this, this dude sounds ridiculous. He's well, he ridiculous. is very ridiculous to the point where actually when he joined this college, and st just he was actually going to college and he actually didn't have a plan initially, so he's just going to college. He ends up joining their martial arts club at the college, mm -hmm. to which at that point he actually ends up getting them trained up to the point where they take national championship. <laughs> and he's like really good at martial arts. So he's just a hater <laughs> badass, obviously. <laughs> well, as things start to progress, obviously his initial intentions of him becoming a teacher, well, he starts, he, when he finally gets his actual teaching assignment to the school he starts teaching at, it's kind of a private school. Well, he gets stuck with the basically the pain in the ass class. Mm -hmm. So of course they're all messing with him, and he's basically trying to keep his cool. Mm -hmm. But you can always tell that he's getting pissed off at things. Um, but he ends up actually kind of progressing to having a you know obviously teacher student relationship with his students. Nice. And kind of you know helping them out, getting them kind of back on the, the right path of what they are doing or what they should be doing so they don't basically end up a loser as so he, he would say basically. he like cares about them. oh he really yeah, cares he starts about to care them. about them gross it's really cool so yeah it's, it's very very good and and fun to watch and uh, yeah at first again, it's like funny because it's like perverted but then they realize he's not all about that after yeah he, he, he does a lot of crazy things and, and he's just freakishly crazy because he's super strong and he's got martial arts and he like beats up like gangsters that come to school at one point. Yeah, like, oh, apparently like one of his students pisses off like um, some guy is part of a motorcycle gang, and <laughs> they show up, and he ends up kicking all their asses because in like a tie, and they, and they find out that he's yeah. like yeah, a they find out yeah, they find of, out he's a leader <laughs> of, <laughs> they just... of, of of like whatever former incarnation of their gang. They're like. Ugh. And they just freak out. They're like, "Sorry, we will leave you alone." <laughs> and again, you, when you think of the name Onizuka, they they were calling him the devil of. It's like something, something crazy, like whatever the the prefecture was. Yeah. And so once they he says that name, they're like, "We're sorry." Yeah. Like Our we're bad. we're gonna leave your people alone forever. It's like good. <laughs> yeah. Cute. That's yeah, funny. So yeah. there you go. That was the second one, and that was all off. <laughs> Thanks, Wonderbob. Yeah, no problem. That was, that was a, a, a Passover of a tag. Yes. Okay. I was like, I haven't, I haven't heard of Onizuka in a while. but Team Okay, okay so <clears throat> I do have two choices. Two choices. Now, the first one, it isn't really a character. Not It's more of a group. Mm. So. <clears throat> talking about us guys. 
No, 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 no. No, I'm, <laughs> talk I'm talking about class 3E from the assassination classroom. Because if you take a look at the entire premise, it's pretty much the worst of the worst class being assigned to kill Koro-sensei, who... The yellow this, guy? <clears throat> yep. I didn't watch it, but I've seen parts of it on a plane. Oh, it is so amazing. <laughs> is it on a plane? They had some plane on a plane. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Because the thing is, I mean, you're thrusting these kids into something that is impossible, and you're training them at a young age to be assassins to kill a monster who destroyed the moon. Damn. And through the entire premise of the show, you see them grow, you see them mature, um, you see Kuro-sensei building bonds with them. I mean, he strategizes books for them based on their personalities to help accentuate their goals. Wow. That's cool. I mean, even like seven years after Kuro-sensei dies in the series... You know, they're still living... Off his books and like yeah. teachings. Wow. Dang, yeah, they're doing he their, helped them so much. <clears throat> like, he completely helped all of them. But, they, like, loved him. But the biggest character development happens to be the main character. I'm trying to remember his name. Looking up so the whole class, <laughs> so, it, like, progressed, obviously. Yeah, the entire class progressed, not only as their skills as assassins, but as individuals and as pretty much, it's that quintessential group that becomes a family. And it's heartwarming. There's a lot of good comedy with it, but just the overall development. And especially for the main character, I wish I could remember that name, but... He Tart, turned out so many to, enemies. But he turned out to be like the glue that held the class together. He was the one who progressed the most, especially as an assassin. Mm -hmm. Because he took on like unrealistic odds that you wouldn't think a kid would be able to survive. But yet, not only did he do it, but he did it beyond the expectations of his teachers. Well, okay. His normal teachers. Kuro-sensei <laughs> knew this guy would be bound for greatness. And even to the point to where he became a teacher himself. Oh. And that was, like, after the seven years. And he wound up teaching at, or student teaching at, the worst of the worst class. And this clip you can actually find on YouTube. But one of them said, you know what, we will kill you if you don't turn this into a study hall. And he just, like, his assassin instincts went off and just manhandled the dude quickly. <laughs> and was like, you know what? If y'all can kill you know what? I will anticipate y'all trying to kill me before the year is out. Just like how Kuro-sensei told the class of 3D. Hmm. So the, the main character was uh, Nagisa Shiota. Thank you, Nagisa. Nagisa. Now, the second choice I have, because I started rewatching this, and it's from commonplace to world strongest. Uh -huh. Because Nagami, who is the lead character, like, he was this frail kid, scared, you know. Now, from commonplace to world strongest, one, it's an isekai. So it's a group of kids that were transported from the real world to oh, a I like those. world. Oh, I like those. Yes. And they were given hero classes, almost like our RPG style. Cool. Well, his Nagumi's um, class is synergist, so he can pretty much transmute different things. 
while they're on their way through a labyrinth, and he got betrayed by one of his classmates. Oh. So the beginning part is him trying to survive. He got attacked by a monster. He got his arm cut off. Um, Dang. He managed to make it to a safe place where he found a, a mana crystal that helped revive him, and then he just started becoming stronger by eating monsters. Cool. Dang. And that the is way, hardcore. Yeah. On <laughs> the way, it becomes a harem show. Oh. All right. Nice. Because he meets the vampire princess, Yue, saves her life, meets Shea, who is a, um, a rabbit kin, because she's a beastman, but she has the traits of a rabbit. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then she meet, then he meets a couple other individuals, and it's him becoming meek and mild to becoming an absolute ruthless badass. <laughs> killing monsters, eating them. Eating them. Killing them, eating them, Getting and strong, just dude. going on adventures, trying to find his way back to the real world. Cool. And he's getting... Um, ancient magic that'll help him so he has to tackle these seven labyrinths and each of them have a different type of ancient magic what, that'll help him what anime is this called I, this sounds really um, interesting. from common place to world's strongest i can't remember the That's actual cool. title of it it starts with an a it's hard to pronounce harems are hard for me i always end up like shipping the first person that we see <laughs> and then i'm like dang it no, this, this, <laughs> this one you have to watch because this dude is transmuting guns in a, world, in a world where everyone has it's fantasy daggers based. Yeah. no this dude has revolvers he has <laughs> he's like i'm done with this that's awesome missile launchers he he's... transmutes motorcycles a hummer that's awesome he's going nuts with it the name of the series is uh ari furita thank you ari furita. blowing their minds is this on like a netflix hulu? it's actually on hulu hulu okay so it's actually a good one they have it in sub and dub cool but Later on, he actually saves a little girl who is half, who's a beastman, but she's more of a fish type, oh, okay. almost like a mermaid. And you begin to see his fatherly instincts kick in, oh. and he becomes super protective. So you see how, even though he's ruthless, there's still some of that old Nagami in there. Yeah, where he's very caring about his friends and everything. But cool. He is not afraid to kill anyone. Nice. So I definitely have to go with those two. That's really Because cool. they're very similar in character development in a way, but the difference is Nagisa stays kind-hearted. Mm-hmm. Where Nagami, he's kind-hearted, then he becomes extremely ruthless, but yet you see... He keeps the uh, kind-hearted. Yeah, he's yeah. still kind of kind-hearted. So I have to go with those. Awesome. So, <clears throat> so I think we all had some very good choices on this one i mean different genres different points of view different characters i actually enjoyed it what do y'all think yeah for sure i did too now seeing how this is the first ever geeking around the table and y'all are catching up to what me and monkey do on the normal shows um as of late during some of the shows we've actually been watching cameos Mm-hmm. Well, he'll watch them. I'll kind of listen from my side because I can't see around there. Yeah. <laughs> now, Cameos, um, for those who are not familiar with Cameo.com, is a website service where you can actually get custom-made videos from different stars, whether it's athletes, actors, um, 
Musicians. Musicians, comedians. Um, famous people, basically. Yeah, famous yeah, people. Celebrities. Influencers. Just all around celebrities from different genres. Uh, and then there's people like on YouTube and shit like that, yeah. Yeah. Like, think they're famous, but, you know, I don't have any clue who the these people are. Right. <laughs> now, the reason why we started is because Jim Cornette, during his podcast, whether it's the drive through or Experience, also, shout out to Jim yes. Cornette and Brian Lass and everyone for the Corny um, Podcast. Um we love y'all's show, even though you probably have no clue who the hell we are. Well, one of these days it's just going to be like, who the hell are these dumbasses that keep talking about me? Wait, should I do the cornet um, impersonation? No, that's, yeah, pretty, I'm not, that's pretty horrible. No, oh, I they, wanted they, to hear it. Nah, I'll do it after the show because Cornet may actually act. He might steal us with, yeah. with, 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 with uh, Steam Pinu. Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't have don't, that type don't of be money. Using me, don't be trying to put me on your show. Yeah. You ain't yeah. paying me shit. Exactly. So... <laughs> We start due to due to um, Cornette wanting to well venturing the idea of wanting to do cameos. On one of his episodes, he actually started listening to some of the cameos from different wrestlers. I mean, we had Warhorse, we had Scott Steiner, uh, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Well, that's a sick name. We, we took that <laughs> and we actually took that and ran with it. Pretty much in the same songs that they did. I mean, we listened to quite a few. We we picked up some random ones and started watching, listening to a couple of them, and including the, the greatest named one of all, which is the masked goat. And oh, it's actually it's spelled out in in uppercase letters, G O A T. So his, he actually wears a goat's mask. Oh, it's, really? a, it's a patriotic goat's mask too. It's wow, actually gotta long. get it's American in. So. <laughs> I figure, because we have plenty of time here, we listen to a few cameos. Okay. Now, they have their featured categories, then they actually have their separate categories, which I'll read them off. The Office, so it stars from the American Office and also the British cool. Office. Disney. But no Ricky Gervais, unfortunately. Yeah, we, we looked. I'm sure he's very... Uh... Busy. <laughs> Not too into that. No, I can tell um, he's just an anti-social. Well, yeah. Game of Thrones. Cool. The Bachelor. Ah, yes. Basketball. TikTok. Tiger King. T what is? So those are some of the categories cool. that we have. You definitely gotta watch that. Yeah, you'll see. I so also. We have. Perfect. So we have their featured, which some of their featured is like Drew Brees, Kristen Ritter from Jessica Jones. Paula Abdul, Jesse McCartney, Dwell Hill, um, Lisa, Lisa Leslie, Jerry Springer. Um, they also have New and Noteworthy, where, where they have different ones. Uh, actors, athletes, musicians, comedians, creators, um, individuals from the LBGTQ plus um, community, reality TV stars, pro wrestlers, which is our favorite, uh, political commentators, international stars, and also animals. What? Like you can actually, so, <laughs> you can actually get cameos from different well-known animals, like um, Punxsutawney um, Phil. I was just picturing that scene from the Eric Andre show with the grizzly bear. <laughs> the grizzly yeah. bear just rolls up. <laughs> like they'll even go to like do like things at the Philadelphia Zoo, Cincinnati Zoos. So like your bigger well-known zoos, they'll do for the animal ones. That's cute. So. Which probably make a lot more sense if you actually watch it as opposed to just listening because then you're like, we're just listening to animal sounds. Exactly. Rawr. So, <laughs> as a group, 
Do y'all want to go with... Actually, here's what we should do. Okay, what you got? We'll start off with Baby Alley. Have what? her name a celebrity, and we'll see if they're on there. Okay. And then... Okay, yeah. Anna Paquin. Because, oh, like yes. I said, we've been watching a lot of True, True Blood. Blood. We're on season three. We're almost done. I've New addiction. Yep. Um, I'm addicted to vampire nope. blood. Nope. Not on here. Try again. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's... Y- uh, you, you pick one. Oh. Uh, Matt Bellamy. No, I don't think so. You don't think he uh, would? No. There's some interesting ones on there. Roy Bellamy's on here, but not Matt. Roy Bellamy, that's his dad. That's his dad? That's so. so funny. All right, come on. <laughs> okay, help Let's me. see what you got. I don't know. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu is on. They're like, Keanu's Keanu not going to do it last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you trying to stick with one show or what? what? I'm just, you know, just pop. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Not on here. What? <laughs> here, we'll go with True Blood. Yeah, we might. See if... Let's see if our boy Franklin's there. Uh, no! <laughs> oh, gosh. Eric Bloom, Scarlet Bloom, who's an adult film star. God, that ass. Anyways. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. who's that? Uh, I think she's like an extra. She's probably she's probably an extra that got like killed by a vampire. Oh, they have um the girl who played Lorena. What about Eric? I don't care about Lorena. Is Eric here? Mm. No. Eric? Yeah, yeah he wouldn't be on here. There's. I never know. Alright, what's the name? Alexander. Who? I don't think he'd be on here. Yeah, it's like his. Alexander last... Skarsgård, yeah, Swedish. Uh-uh. Being the one that put. Oh yeah, that's right. His brother played Pennywise in yep. it, and his dad is the the. Uh... Wait, that's his brother? Yeah. yeah. I just thought they had like the same last. That's really cool. I and their dad is. is the uh, weird crazy professor in the uh, the Thor movies. Wow. Yeah. That's yep. their dad. Yep. All right, They're all so actors. May try someone else. You should go to musicians. Musicians, okay. And, we'll, and just show us what you got. Yeah, right, I'm not see, very good with actors our, and actresses. Let's, let's see our main inspiration, music. Skrillex here. <laughs> Skrillex is actually on. Here. Is he? Doc, hold on, oh hold on. So all the music. We have Redman. Oh yes. Fresh, Mark, Mark McGrath. McGrath. Sugar Ray was the first concert I went to. I was six. <laughs> I was six years old. How uh, was he? Jan Turn up. Arden, I have no idea. Pierre Boulevard, Bouvier. Uh, Justin Hawkins from The Darkness, Nick Hexum from 311, Montel Jordan. Oh God, the dude that plays saxophone on the first uh, Lost Boys movie. Let's yes, do him, do him. Oh, okay, okay, here we go. So Me and Monkey are like, do that guy. So we'll do him. So how much do you think he actually runs? What do you mean? Now see, the thing is for cameos, everyone it's, it's priced out. Everyone the, has a price for doing cameos. So like some of them are like can be as low as two dollars. Some of them can be up to a thousand dollars. Holy, even more. This wow. guy can't be charging a lot. He's literally in that movie so for for, for three minutes. We actually found <laughs> oiled up on a stage. <laughs> See, we've fake act- playing a saxophone. We've actually found some people that you wouldn't think would cost like much, but they end up going like triple digits. What? And yeah. then we found people who are like, this guy must be at least costing this much. And it's like. Fifty dollars, like, wow. Yeah. So how much? Do you oh, think so that's this cool. I, so we can like listen to a sample, and then yeah. you can ask for him. 
So, yeah, because he should. He actually has sample ones that we can listen to. Yeah. yeah most of them have samples on their thing. Um, basically, I believe it's like the last like four or five that they did or some of them that they just threw up there. Yeah. But, uh, so first of all, they have a price. How much do you think he costs? I'm going to go with $10. Okay, what do you think? Um, I don't... I don't know. Just throw more than ten dollars. Okay. How much do you think this guy would cost? But less than a hundred. Twenty bucks. What do you think, Monkey? I'll go seventeen dollars. That's he's, so specific. <laughs> he's fifteen dollars. Holy shit! Sorry, my bad. My bad. Fifty dollars. Oh. $50. Holy shit! Well, he's kind now, of asking also with some cameos, they do have a chat option where you can actually speak to the person face to face on a Zoom call. Wow. Some of them ranging from like two ninety nine up to like nine ninety nine, depending on how famous they are. Let's do it. Now, this guy, Tim Capello, <laughs> he does not have a Zoom option, but he is fifty dollars. Um, Let's take a gander, see what he's all about. <laughs> and then there's also a turnaround period usually. So how fast they'll actually get back to you. Oh, like for scheduling. Yes. <laughs> like so, yeah, he actually takes 21 hours. So it's actually a pretty good turnaround. Yeah. So there's five up here. Uh, he has one that does not have a hashtag. He has one, two for birthday celebration, one for other, and one for gift. What do you want to hear? I mean, it looks like he's just going to be playing his saxophone. So let's, let's, let's hit it. Let's let's. Which one? Which one do you want? To he said birthday. Let's see. What if it's just happy birthday on saxophone? Now here's the thing because we actually listened to a couple from Kenny G. Oh geez. He actually talked. He talked and he also played as well. Cool. He, it was almost like a mini concert of sort. Like we're going and thinking it was going to be horrible. It was actually pretty good. And then also the other thing is, is no matter how much they cost. Some of their cameras have varying length, but they don't tell you how long they are. Oh. So yeah. you might get one that, if you you might pay someone $100. They pop in and they're like, what up? For like yeah. 10 minutes and then like, okay. And you might pay someone like $500 and it's like a 30 second thing. Like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I heard this. Okay. Wow, oh, that's yeah. crazy. All right, so here we go. So we're going to listen to <laughs> Tim Capello. All right. This and is just becoming a surreal evening. Yep. So, hold on one second, I need to set this up. In All Wonderland. Right. Here we go. Let's see hey, what he says. Quinn, how you doing there, baby? This is Jim Capello from oh the Lost Boys. Oh my god! I just heard the news, baby. You're pregnant. Whoa! Quinn has got a birthday coming up. Okay. Man, that is so, so I literally cool. feel like my heart I'm is cringing. <laughs> like, I didn't... I can't describe it any other way. You gotta know that. But you also gotta know it's coming from your man Tom. <laughs> He's the crazy dude that put me up to this. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty wholesome. I'm so, so glad that he did. Man, because to be able to convey and be the messenger <laughs> of beautiful. I'm responsible for this right now, and I don't like that. Wishing you all the best. I gotta say that. I wanna thank you so, Stop so much. Stop it. My darling Gwen. Don't Gwen look at me like that, monkey. <laughs> I didn't know what this was, okay? <laughs> monkey? <laughs> Is he gonna play? That does my oh, good. It's just a prop. <laughs> Do you think it's just a prop? He's <laughs> not gonna play. He's just holding it just to remind you. <laughs> he's the saxophone guy. He's the saxophone guy. Oh, man. Wait. Name for each other now says 
You guys been together almost 14 years. That is awesome. That is, that is awesome. awesome. <laughs> it sounds like you've got something strong going on. Okay. Win and tie. You know Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh so yeah, you know it's, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to play. I'm gonna ask him to play. <laughs> For the record, I'm 100% kidding. Please don't do that, Schwinkle Bob. Too bad, baby Allie. It's already been cameoed. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't This is yet. the longest birthday wish I've ever heard. I, okay, I'm done with yeah, I, I wouldn't say that much to somebody I love. <laughs> much less a stranger who gave me $50. No. I love you so much for giving me $50. Thank now, you so much. Now, just as Monkey said, some of them can be short, some of them can be long. Like, we've come across some that were... Andrew Dice Clay kind of rambled off for like 15 <laughs> minutes. That That's before we stopped it. So we're like, okay. Yeah, we, we you guys were like in a whole, like in a trance or something. Oh, it was. Yeah. We may actually play one of those before we're out. Okay, Schwinkle. Yeah, what's, what's one of the animals? You want to do one of the animals? Yeah. <laughs> for our animals? listeners out yeah. there. For, yeah, it's for them. Let's okay. see, what do we got here? So the animals that we have, um, all felt no filter, Puggy Smalls, Carol Baskin. Puggy Smalls. No, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin is on here. Carol Baskin from She's the animal. Get, wow. get to it. It's good. Should we? All right, this is your choice. Well, I want Puggy Smalls. You want Puggy Smalls? I want Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll, we'll keep we'll it on the animals Baskin. page. Okay, back so back. Puggy Smalls. How much do you think like Puggy man. Smalls? Five dollars, because he's a freaking dog <laughs> he's a dog who has bills to pay how much do you think i can see it from here so i can't say 24 dollars did my eyes say your glasses are wrong 14 dollars <laughs> with a chat option of 2.99 what are you gonna say to the dog i don't you're know you're a good boy yes the, the letters that come back are just incoherent here is the tagline for puggy smalls I didn't choose the pug life. The pug life chose me. <laughs> I'm ready to shout out, high five, and eat a treat for any occasion. Thumbs up me on IG and and Facebook at the Puggy Smalls, and also the website www.puggysmalls.com. What kind of videos he got? I want to hear it, Sam. This is so amazing. It can't be anywhere. I so what I picked. Oh, so. No, no, no. Okay. This website's amazing. <clears throat> Okay, so there's one, two, two that are blank, one that is hashtag gift, and two that are hashtag that birthday. Let's <laughs> birthday again. We've been one for one birthday. so far. Birthday. Fuck you. The rate for Puggy Smalls is 19 hours. Was He's that, ready to work. So that means if you were to they request... They his ass out and, you know, like, start, start, it, do it. Put the so, <laughs> so the turnaround rate means how quickly they get the cameo out. Oh, so then I'd have to wait a whole day to get his stuff. Yeah, probably. Okay. because, you know, there may be, like, different people asking for videos from Puggy Small. This is good info, because Valentine's Day is coming up. Any Puggy Stop Small... Stop it. Happy so keep in mind, the, the turnaround period is that usually when you uh, get one... You're basically supposed to send them like the amount, like so many characters, basically like a tweet size message of who it's for, mm -hmm. what what it's about, and you know who you are if you want to put your name on their team. Yeah, I was okay. like, here's a pug. Yep. All right, so here we go, Puggy Smalls. 
Yeah, he's we'll have to describe a, what's going on. He's wearing a Supreme hoodie, <laughs> and a monochrome birthday hat. Yes, that's what I envision Puggy Smalls to be. With a little whiteboard that says, Happy Birthday, Charles. They could have gotten a bigger whiteboard, uh, I'm just saying. Smalls and For $15, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here we go. Yeah, let's hear Puggy what he says. Hope he barks or something. If he doesn't, I give up on life. Yeah, he better bark. Hey, Jeeves, it's Puggy Smalls here, and your sister... Oh, he has a British accent. So Puggy wants to wish you a happy 26th birthday by sending you a high five. High five for Jeeves. Aww. He he ate a treat and gave it a high five. I want him to spit out some sick Look at that wrinkly face. You know what? Honestly, I'm not mad at that one. Yeah. That was so little. I mean, it was... Maybe next time I'll hook up the laptop to the big screen and we'll do it that way. I just need a longer cable. But it wasn't that bad. Mm, or maybe you can get like a chrome thingy or something. It, I did, my heart didn't cringe, so. Yeah, I mean, at least he wasn't holding the saxophone. Well, do you, we don't never know if he was going to play that saxophone or not. Was. And I don't, think, he, I don't I think, think he played it in the movie. I don't think yeah, he knew how. He probably did, but, you know, honestly, I think Tom Capello... Even though, you know, he was part of my childhood watching a lot of sports <laughs> and everything. Me too. And, you know, it, I don't know. Maybe he was, but it seems like it was just going long. But I enjoyed the energy that he had, though. Yeah, it was wholesome. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, cooking does that. <laughs> oh, that is true. But we're, we're not trying to guess if he is on or off something. We're, we're not going to do that. Although, like, he had a lot of energy. So I think it's due to He's the real excited for their birthday. Yeah. Speaking like, money. Somebody call me. What are you doing? All I right. don't know who, I don't know who I am. chose. Let's see Carol Baskin. She's, so give me, she's the girl in that show. Tiger King. Tiger King. You know, hello, I'm all you stuff. cool cats and kittens. Which she basically <laughs> did feed her husband to the tigers. Let's go. Allegedly. Never allegedly. You guys say allegedly. allegedly. We're not trying to get Even sued we, on the show. We, 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 we're about 99% sure she did. But you know allegedly. What? I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get, you know. <laughs> allegedly. Thank yeah. you. All right, so how much do you think Oh, Carol she's Bassett expensive. Won? We know she's triple digits. She's from Netflix. Yeah, wait, I can see that number You're from here. A thousand? At the very least. At the least? You Ooh. think she's. I think at least 10, a couple hundred. Fine, 10,000. Monkey, what do you think? $75. Yeah, I wish. Two hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Wow, three hundred dollars for that's a like two hundred. I wonder how much the sugar egg guy was. How much was he? Two ninety-nine. hundred dollars. That's two hundred. I feel like he'd be more if she's three hundred dollars. What? That's true. You think that okay. sugar egg? Here, he was on MTV okay. a lot. Yeah. Chat option. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So she is two hundred ninety-nine dollars. You can actually book a Zoom meeting with her. Wow! Or you can actually do a chat option with her for nineteen dollars and ninety-nine cents. Perfect. Let's do Here's it. the tagline for her cameo. Okay. You know me as the Tiger King, Joe Exotic's intended murder victim, but my <laughs> real life's work has been at Big Cat Rescue for a world where all wild cats live free. Please be a voice for cats at Big Cat Act. Dot com. Cool. Carol, now, I think. Now, wow. her yeah, turnaround rate is 21 hours. Now, mind you, Carol was on this past season of Dancing with the Stars. Holy she? smokes. She's, uh, like, popular now. And surprisingly, no one got killed. <clears throat> that we know. Or that's weird. crazy that like she was accused of alleged mm -hmm. murder and she's on Dancing with the Stars. You, you know what? 
shock value. Shock mm-hmm. value. See, so let's see her. Did she say happy birthday? All what, right. What so she has two? one, two <laughs> for birthday celebrations, one for gift thanks, and two for anniversary. happened there she was just feeding one of the cats allegedly hey no, she was it. feeding one of the cats we're not saying what what <laughs> it could be alleged never mind. but anyways let's get this party started because i have a feeling once i play this carol's going to show up at the door i hope she does i hope oh. not. anyways here we go hey all you cool cats and kittens ah. <laughs> cat rescue and tom i hear you are just the cat's pajamas the cats, but that's not a real saying. Pokemat has left the area. <laughs> oh, she's inviting them to visit the sanctuary. As what? Everyone's gonna go on. The Hotel California of Cat Sanctuaries. So what do you got? Do you? So what's the story? Like people think she fed him or something? Fed her husband. Her allegedly fed her husband. Her first husband to tigers in order to get control of the sanctuary. Because he disappeared, and no one knows what happened. And now she wants to bring. And at one point, she made a comment about, uh, you know, tigers wouldn't eat a per wouldn't attack a person unless they like smell like very highly of like food or sardines or something like that. Like. Do you Why would you know that? that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess she was. Ex- much? Yeah, <laughs> a lot to say to what she it's said like, about tigers. I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, hey, monkey. Hi, that's me. All right, what you want? Oh gods. Um, back to wrestlers. Let's actually do something very interesting here. Okay, what you got? What you got? Um, I want to see Billy Corgan. See Billy Corgan's on there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. Nice. That'd be cool. Well, we're, we're, we're going on the line here because, you know. Let's see if uh, the spider all this rage. Stuff. He's, he's still a rat in a cage. Nope, not no, on here. Oh, boo. He's free. Yeah. Um, God is empty just, just like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just let's go with his me. favorite former manager, then. Sharon Osbourne will probably be on there. I could see that. I say favorite, very right? <laughs> Yeah, he's. He, they, they, they apparently had problems, and that's why. KJ Osborne? Nope, not on here. Wow, surprising. <clears throat> is D. Schneider on there? Yeah. Oh, just out of curiosity. Actually, D. Schneider is on here. Let's go with D. Schneider. Whoa, here, here we go. go. D. Schneider from Twisted Sister. Triple fame. digits. Also, has played in many movies. Alright, Monkey, how much do you think? I'm going to go with. Um, he costs uh, not gonna take it 
Hey. How much do you actually think? Though? Let's go with eighty-five. Two hundred dollars. No doubt. Now here, here's the tag for yeah, it. Yeah, dang. Dude. Official cameo profile of D. Schneider. All tips go to charity. Cool. That so that is actually awesome. So there's no chat option. There's no Zoom option, and the turnaround is one day. Are these all verified? Like, <sighs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. All of these are that's verified. Cool. Like. Like, honestly, we could actually set up a Cameo account. We probably won't get anybody. <clears throat> well, we might, but they'll be like, who the hell are these assholes? <laughs> exactly. Because we're not that these well known. These cool cats. But anyways, D. Schneider has Hang two on. for birthday celebration, one for pep talk, and two that are untagged. Let's hear the pep talk one. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is his choice. Let's, Let's go, go pep talk. talk. Yeah, we'll, that's we'll, we'll go with pep talk? Okay. Pep talk. I want to see what he's going to we all, all right. could use a pep talk oh, from yeah. D. Oh, look at his crazy shades. Those are cool. I want those shades. Those are sick. I can totally see them from here. Here we go. <laughs> here we go, here we go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit. And I've been told by your buddy, Steven, that you had a serious ski accident. And oh, I no. had to scare myself so I can totally appreciate uh, what you must be that going most through. Like now, I've learned a lot about you. From your buddy. I know that you're in the hospital recovery, going through physical therapy, and you've got your wife Ellen, daughter Hannah, and son Paul by your side, helping you, driving you on. And you know what? You are blessed, my friend. You are blessed to have family who love you that much, who are there with you through this tough time. I also know that you're doing great with physical therapy. Of course you are, because you're a, you know, you're an old school metal head, hair metal, as they called it back in the 80s, and now <laughs> you love football, sport, you're a sports fan, and this you're, you're, so, you're so much sports fans, man. <laughs> like he didn't want to say it. <laughs> if you had to do it over again, and I said, well, you know, I did this, and I love this, and I wouldn't change a thing, uh, but uh, like another shot, I'd be a pro football player. Yeah. Oh. That. The shoulder pads. That was a tell. So I love that stuff. Like, oh I my gosh! I just want you to get strong, stay strong, stay hungry. You know what I'm talking about when I say stay hungry, and uh, and get well really soon. And when you're having those tough days, I want you to sing this all in your head, you know. But if you want to start like humming it, or maybe no, because I guarantee you start singing it in physical therapy, other people are gonna start singing it with you. Oh, we're not gonna take it. Oh, gosh. Oh, we're not gonna take it anymore. Sounds great live. <laughs> okay, I, I am not just... mad at that one whatsoever. That's a good one. <laughs> that I'm was sorry you didn't get one. to choose, Monkey. You brought up Billy Corgan, and I was like, what other? Uh, okay, so. It works. Final one. Try that one. Do that. Yes. 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 Awesome. Yes. Mm. One of my favorite martial arts actors in the world. He was in Spawn. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He He was in Spawn. His first actual movie was playing Mike Tyson in the Mike Tyson biopic that that starred in HBO. Cool. He moved on to Spawn. He is Spawn, right? He is Spawn. He did Blood and Bone. He did Black Dynamite. He is doing The Ballad of Jesse Black, which is a spinoff of Black Dynamite. He's an undercover brother, too. He was in in Batman... 
he was the the dude that told the Joker, "Get this guy out of my face," and yep. he, gets, he gets killed by the Joker. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's also um, that's awesome. He was Bronze Tiger in the Arrowverse. Yep. Wow. Um, he was also in a um, uh, an actual martial arts movie that was actually filmed in China with uh, Michelle Yeoh, which is called Silverhawk. Sh- Silverhawk. Yep. He also Silver was Shaw. in uh, Triple Threat with um, with Tony Shaw. Cool. And Dolph Lundgren. The one that we're talking about is the one and only Michael Jai White. Now, cool. he's been, like, he's, as a martial artist, uh, I follow his work, um, especially whenever he worked with Scott Atkins on Undisputed 2. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, even know he was a martial artist. Yeah. He was at- just an actor. Like, he got so his cool. start in Kyokushin Karate. He's trained in Wushu. He's trained in Judo, Jiu-Jitsu. He's cool. trained in various styles. Um, he's... He's been training since he was young. He actually cool. got his black belt in Kyokushin Karate whenever he was 15. Wow. And he's been in major tournaments. And, <clears throat> like, he even trains his daughters and his wife in martial arts. So, now, granted, as of late, Michael J. White have said some crazy things on his YouTube channel in terms of fitness and in terms of historical martial arts um, information, which oh. some of it is pretty wrong <laughs> but you know <clears throat> are you going to tell him face to face he's wrong uh no <laughs> maybe on a zoom call where i'm hidden in a bunker but you he's know like, what i will find you <laughs> just sit right there yeah but <laughs> he is a beautiful man but um the thing is with michael jai white he's for everything that he's done he is getting up there as a legend. Matter of fact, um, it was either early last year where he actually met Ron Van Cleef, who is known as the Black Dragon, who is a major martial artist. Cool. Like, in the echelon of black martial artists, he is like one of the pioneers. He's one of the godfathers. Um, <clears throat> for Ron Van Cleef, he. He was actually in the military and like during the 60s, 50s, oh. 60s, and two individuals from his platoon tried hanging him during a hate crime. Holy Dang. shit. And he survived that. He went overseas. He started training in Goju Ryu Karate. He's been in major tournaments. He's opened up schools. He's been in movies. He even competed in one of the earlier tournaments for the UFC before it became MMA. Oh, okay. And during a ceremony, Ron Van Cleef, also known as the Black Dragon, gave Michael Jai White that moniker. Almost as like a passing of the torch. Cool. So Michael Jai White holds the official title of Black Dragon. That's pretty cool. So that is like an amazing thing. But here we go. We are going to listen to his cameos. How much do y'all think he costs? Triple digits. I'm going to go $100. I'm going to go 300 Yeah. I can can see it, so I can't say. Oh, I'm going to say $250. And so he, he's pretty humble about it. Yeah, and he also has a chat option for two ninety nine. A minute? Or oh, something? cool. No, it's just 
in general. To chat with them. It's, yeah. Chatting. It's oh. probably like a certain amount of time that they get to just chat mm. around. And his respond respond time is four days. Whoa, Michael. He's a busy guy. Like, he does a lot of movies. Like, he did the... Now, everyone remembers the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Sudden Death. Yeah. He did a sequel to it, and it's on Netflix. Cool. So he does a lot of movies. He does a lot of touring. He does a lot of um, seminars. Um, like, you can follow him on his Instagram. You can follow him on Twitter. You can follow him on different forms of social media. So the man is constantly busy. So... <clears throat> He has one, two, three, three for birthday celebration, one for pep talk, and one for gift. It's up to you. Yeah. You know what? I think I want to hear his pep talk. All yeah, right. Because, yeah, you know, one black martial artist to another black martial artist. I, you know, and just listening to him. To get you fired up <clears throat> or something. It, he's you very... fired up, call upon your zord, go out there, take down Rita. Fuck you, monkey. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> But anyways, the big thing is about Michael Jai White. He's very humble whenever he talks from the heart. Now, granted, as I said earlier, some of the stuff that he's been saying about health and fitness <laughs> and what he said about the Shaolin monks and how their history went, and yeah, I'm not going to go into that. Mm. But, you know, for me, he is still one of the all-time greats for black martial artists. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to listen to his pep talk and hear what he has to say. So this should be interesting. Here we go. Come on. This is Michael Jai White, and his message is for Jeffrey Mackey. I understand that you are budding cinematographer. And uh, out there in the Bahamas, you may feel that your, your chances are limited, and I want to encourage you that everybody has a story. That everybody has their unique, um, I guess, mark on things. And what you have is an opportunity to have something uniquely yours. Like, what, one, of the, one of the things is, I feel like the smartest thing you can do this day and age to move up in your career is to align yourself with people who are like yourself, talented people who you create win-win situations with. What I mean to say is that there is a director around you that will win with your cinematography. There is some of the best actors who want to show what they can do, they will win with your cinematography. You align yourself with people in, on your level that's wanting to move up, you can get a, a lot of amazing creative things done without much money whatsoever because everybody's trying to get to that next level. And so when you have a group of people that you arrive at that next level with, that's some of the most significant re, uh, relationships you'll ever make. Uh, too many times people are thinking about oh, I can't wait till this person way up here at this level puts me on. And you're on that person's timeline. But if you're hustling the people right in your level, right, that actor or that musician, those people where you can use the, the talents of each other to rise up together, that is the smartest thing you can do. And uh, I see that where 
I mean, you can look around and you see George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and all those guys, uh, you know, uh, Chimino, all of them, they kind of did it that way. And they all built, and, and they're the monsters of, of the industry. But that's what you want to really do, is find those people around you who you can align with and create together. And it don't matter where you are. There's going to be there's going to be benefits for you coming from the Bahamas, not a hindrance. All right. All you got to do is align yourself with people who want to tell a certain story, who, who want to rise up with you. So <clears throat> I'm going to pause it right there because it, you know, even though it's very motivational, it is going to go a little long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we have time. For one more, and I think I know who we are going to do, because frankly, we already mentioned him. We have to go with the dice man. Just so you can hear him rant and all his weird crazy shit. (laughs) It's really great. Actually, it's it's strange because we we listened to one of his other ones before, and his ranting isn't really him in his classic rant phase. Uh Uh-huh. It's more like he starts getting off topic, just talking about <laughs> Just rambling. Yes. Yeah. His girlfriend will show up sometimes, <laughs> and she doesn't show up on the camera, but he'll be like talking to her off the camera. She'll say something, and he'll just start talking back and forth. With and then he's like, shit. fuck it, I'm posting it. Yeah. Oh my god, what? Who is Google? this guy? So, Andrew Dice Clay is one of many back in the 90s that was a shock comedian. So, oh. Tim, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Sam Kennison, George Carlin. <clears throat> These were the ones, Eddie Murphy, they were the ones who were very raw and realistic with their comedy. Now, Andrew Dice Clay does have the title of being banned from MTV for life because he was on the MTV Movie Awards as the host. He did his opening monologue, which was his normal act Mm -hmm. which he does like perverted nursery rhymes and he did all of this on live television and after the movie awards he was banned from MTV. They were like get out of here. (laughs) So this is when MTV actually played music. (laughs) So we're going to keep this one short and sweet and I think we'll probably listen for about five minutes of him rambling in. Probably three minutes because so he like the ones that we listened to he didn't do any of the mer- nursery rhymes he just went so here we go we're going to do one of the birthday celebration ones hey wait can i tell how much yep how much do you think he cost 20 25 dollars with a turnaround of two days he, even though he's like an older comedian he's still like one of the, the elder statesmen he's very popular all right, so let's do the birthday celebration one because he's wearing a nice little hat and these giant ass shades. Nice. He, he, never mind. I'll, I'll save that comment for later. But here we go. <clears throat> this guy. Happy birthday, Dr. Dave. What? <laughs> trafficking? Is that the business you're in? We're going to see the freaking things I get to. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, so, no, That's I know, but 
<laughs> you know how, like, on the TV show, they called the guy that was trafficking chicks, like a doctor? Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. He has to, like, explain it to his girlfriend. Why, why, do even, why do we go another 24 hours together? Why do we even do that? Oh. <laughs> trying to be nice to a guy. Trying to make his birthday beautiful. You know? Anyway, your friend Brett says you and your chick, uh, Mercedes, have been huge fans. That's what a girl names herself. How do you blow... <laughs> No, she didn't name herself. On a chick's fucking horse tits. With that kind uh, of what? Mercedes. Oh, with these stupid fucking names. Happy birthday. <laughs> Get the fuck out. What happened to Betty? <coughs> Mercedes. They're being named after cars and things today. Anyway. I can't get mad at her for it. Her parents did it. She should have the argument with them. Goddamn. Jack and Joe went up the hill. Here, here we go. Uh, and David must say, oh, when they give me a direct fucking order. This shouldn't even be a cat. You should be between her fucking legs right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? On that note, what is going on? Stop it! Stop it! Easy stop! Easy stop! Oh my god! What was that? Oh. And baby Allie has just checked out. Yeah, I'm not even in my body anymore. <laughs> She's like, my virgin ears. That's what funny. was I listening to? Ah, so weird. Trust me, that one was worse than the one we initially listened to. Actually, and that's still pretty tame to <coughs> what you used to say. To his comedy? Oh, yes. God, yeah. I mean, I feel like if people are cameoing him, like, they know what he's going to say. So, so, they, so probably, they want that. Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. They so. probably want the sex shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think on that note, we're going to go ahead and end the show. Um, Thank you once again, Monkey, Pokey Match, Winkle Bob, and Baby Alley on Thank being you. here Thanks, for yeah. another round of Geeking Around the Table. It's greatly appreciated. Um, so for next month, you have your movie challenge. Yeah. All three of you, Dragon Ball, The Magic Beast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, be sure to watch it. Also, what I would suggest is watch the first season of Dragon Ball, the animated series. Just or at least can I watch the abridged? Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. look up the information, watch it a little bit. That way, you get an idea of what you're going to be getting yourself into. Um, so, the next geeking around the table that we're doing, we will be viewing and <clears throat> watching and discussing different. Cringe level nice. YouTube channel. There we oh, go. Oh gosh! <laughs> and this will range. We will actually be on YouTube. What? And we will look up these cringy channels. Oh Excellent. my god! I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> so, oh. 
Now, will we play them? Yes. Will people be able to hear them? Not so much, but we will be talking and discussing them. So, on behalf of everyone here at Internet Wonderland, this has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, a looking glass in logical madness. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire, and just as the Cheshire cat, we are everywhere, yet nowhere. Tune in for next week's episode, where we will be discussing fictional romantic characters and comparing them between good examples of romantic relationships to negative romantic relationships. Have a wonderful night. Mm -hmm.